0: Hi, this is Alex Burton, the Jazz Mavericks. Community radio is a really important thing. And if you like listening to shows like this, the more the merrier, now is the time to donate. We'd really appreciate it if you go to www.ciut.fm and make a donation to the more the merrier. Thank you so much.
1: In your eyes, I see a fire, but I don't see warmth. Fire in your eyes makes such a glow, but your love is so cold. Down the long dark corridors, the ticking of a clock. You keep all the hearts that you collect right in a chocolate box.
2: In your
1: eyes I see a fire, I don't see one Well, you are a queen of all you see, you won't get me I heard a sailor, he broke your heart, it's the only time you cried So you sang the song of the Lord, lie, he laid right down and died
2: This is Donna G. You're listening to The More, The Merrier on CIUT 89.5 FM. That song you just heard, Fire Not Warmth, is one that particularly speaks to my impression of Alex Bird, in the sense that for me, I hear a lot of modern crooners that have fire, but they don't have the warmth, meaning they have the skills to sing the songs and hit the notes, but they lack that warmth, that tonality that connects with me as a listener. And that's why I enjoy Alex's work so much. So Alex Bird, thank you for joining me today to talk about your debut CD, Whiskey Kisses.
0: Thank you so much for having me. This means a whole bunch.
2: My pleasure. So the world has been hit um, mm-hmm. by by COVID. So I have to ask, how are you, how are you doing?
0: Doing okay. I'm lucky in the sense that if we didn't have this album to release right now, it, I wouldn't have a heck of a lot to do. So I'm very lucky that we've had a great response and I have something to work on. But um, you know, my partner Lola and I we 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 lived we live still ish uh, downtown Toronto, but we had to give up our apartment because we can't afford it. Um, but we're very lucky in the sense that we've had a place to go. So her family is uh, from Cobalt, Ontario, which is about six hours up north. You hit North Bay and you keep going for a bit. So we've been hiding out up here at this wonderful house, old house. It's an old mining town. Um, and we have endless backyards and, and, and you know, a puppy and four cats. And I'm chopping wood and I'm building flower beds. And I'm, you know, shedding my jazz crooner look for the northern style. And it's been it's been helpful having that to go to.
2: Crooner lumberjack.
0: Yeah, that's my second album. Yeah, it's great.
2: <laughs> so you have mentioned your partner Lola, and I understand that one uh, of your writing partners on this album, uh, C. Angus. Yes. Uh, yeah. As it has another uh, connection to you.
0: Yes, he does. So, so uh, Charlie Angus is uh, my darling Lola's dad. He's also the uh, NDP MP for Timmins James Bay. And um, uh, he started as a punk rocker and uh, he loves jazz music too. So he's a really fantastic songwriter. And uh, so when I fell into the family, he was very happy to have somebody to, to make music with. And uh, along with him and also my other songwriting partner, Ewan Farncombe, who's uh, one of my jazz mavericks, um, we bounce songs off each other and we write and we, we put things together. So it's been really cool. Um having that connection and having that encouragement as we've tried to put all these songs and albums together. It's been pretty fantastic.
2: Any chance of a virtual concert? I think this so. Period?
0: I think so. I think I, I was thinking about, you know, Christmas is right around the corner. My gosh, mm-hmm. uh, so maybe we'll do something like that, but we've done a couple little things. Um, uh, there's a really fantastic jazz club in downtown Toronto named the Emmett Ray. And they had us do a live stream up here. Uh, uh, this past summer. So there's talk that we might try to put something uh, together again. Um, it's just really tough. I don't have access to my band members right now. Um, but I am still lucky in the fact that I have Charlie and he's a fantastic guitar player. So he's been my, my jazz backup when we, when we do musical stuff up here. So I I'm certain that we will put something, something together before Christmas for sure.
2: So you mentioned your bandmates, so introduce them to the listening audience.
0: Yes. Uh, my band is called the jazz Mavericks, uh, and they are made up of three. I kid you not three of the best, uh, young rising jazz stars, not only our country, but anywhere for my money. Um, you and Farncombe on uh, piano, uh, Eric West on the drums and Scott Hunter on the bass. They are three groovy cats. They are really, really, uh, not only great musicians, but great friends. And I think that's what's helped, uh, make the music. What it has been is, uh, us all together and the way we vibe together and, and, and just get along. Um, yeah, it's made things really special. Uh, they're fantastic, fantastic musicians. I can't say enough about them.
2: How did you all get together?
0: Yeah, so I was booked um, in downtown Toronto uh, as part of a vintage prom that was happening at the Great Hall. So essentially they bring in a lot of different bands. There's rock and roll and and everyone dresses up and they have different dresses and contests. It's sort of like prom for adults, vintage prom. And I was booked as one of the singers for the jazz band. And uh, the jazz band was already in place and it happened to be um, uh, Ewan and Scott and another uh, wonderful drummer named Louis uh, Barony Irvine who I work with. Um, And then uh, it kind of took off from there. Up until that point, I hadn't really performed with the band before. I just moved downtown uh, from living at home uh, in Burlington and uh, I was kind of, you know, crooning and singing, calling myself a jazz singer, but not really doing anything about it. And I met them and it just sparked uh, my band and my partner, Lola really gave me the inclination to really start trying to do something about it. And through that process, um, you know, uh, developing songs with Charlie and developing songs with you. And I realized that I had a songwriter inside of me too. So it all kind of came together. And that was uh, about three years ago.
2: And the name, The Jazz Mavericks?
0: Yes, thank you for asking. No one's asked yet. Um, I am a really big fan of The Mighty Boosh uh, with Noel Fielding. Uh, If anyone knows The Mighty Boosh, and there's a wonderful character in there, Howard Moon, and uh, he calls himself a jazz maverick. And he's like, uh, he thinks he's cool, but he's really lame and older and all this kind of stuff. And he's really into jazz and bebop and scat. And his roommate is into like goth punk. Um, but he calls himself a jazz maverick. And I thought that was such a cool phrase. So, uh, when we were trying to think of a band name, we went through all these different names and I just thought how much I love that skit and that sentiment. And I was like, okay, uh, Alex bird and the jazz mavericks. So it kind of stuck. And, um, that's, that's where it comes from the mighty boosh
2: you grew up listening to to jazz to punk what did you grow up listening to
0: <laughs> Not punk although I, I do like <laughs> I do like all sorts of music and there's some really crazy amazing punk music uh, I got really lucky so I was adopted from Romania and I came to Canada when I was six weeks old and um, uh, sort of gave me a, a lease on life a second chance a lot of Uh, Kids at that time, uh, when communism fell, never got out, uh, never got a chance. So I came to Canada, six weeks old, and um, my dad, uh, my adopted father, uh, is a really, really, really big jazz fan, massive jazz fan. Not a musician, but like a jazz fan. And starting from the age of two, he took me to jazz clubs in downtown Toronto. So I grew up going to these smoky jazz bars at like 11 at night when I should have been getting ready for school and I saw uh, Oscar Peterson and Diana Krall, Tony Bennett, uh, uh, Ray Brown, uh, the list goes on and on of all the people that I've gotten to see. And I got to be friendly with some of them. Um, the late great Freddie Cole was one of my favorites to see and and I got to know him over the years. We had lunch and dinner whenever he was in town and. Uh, All the musical wisdom he imparted on me was fantastic. Uh, Such great stories. He used to talk about, oh, yeah, you know, I'd be at the house and Nat would have, uh, you know, Count Basie over to work on some music and he'd stay for dinner and just that kind of stuff. And as a little kid, you soak that in. And at the time I was playing piano, I wasn't doing singing. Um,
2: So what, What? sorry to interrupt, but what range is this that we're talking about that you're in these bars?
0: I would have been, yeah, starting from the age of two, so uh, two for instance, yeah, so for instance, the Freddie Cole stuff i I knew Freddie starting when I was about eight years old and on into my teen years, so yeah, so i was I was two years old going to the jazz festivals and all that kind of stuff. My first concert actually was to see um, Rob McConnell and the boss brass at the pilot in downtown Toronto when I was two, and there's a photo of me at like one foot tall with Rob. <laughs> Uh, crazy crazy memories and times but it was my musical training without me knowing it um, I didn't I didn't go to you know school for vocal training or anything I just listened as much as I could to so many different people and, and tried to do something about it
2: so how did you develop your signature sound uh, because that is that is the warmth that I'm talking about in terms mm. of um, you know from from your song uh, fire not warmth is the fact mm. that you have a distinct sound thank you um, so how did you develop that?
0: Well, whiskey helps. That's that's a good thing. <laughs> Not when you're two, but... Um,
2: well, it. I started singing
0: uh, at the beginning of high school. I really got into the music of Frank Sinatra. And that's where it started for me. He was like my first love, so to say. And uh, I learned... I think how to sing from him, from his uh, phrasing and different things like that. And for a little while, I was just trying to be Frank Sinatra. I, 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 I think back on those years and I'm so embarrassed and I have old recordings and I sound pretty bad, but I think that was my way into music. And then from there, it leaped to uh, me discovering the music of, you know, Peggy Lee and Chet Baker and Ella Fitzgerald and Blossom Deary and and one of my big favorites, uh, Mr. Bobby Darren, who was such a musical chameleon and such a musical inspiration on me. So I started learning the fundamentals from Frank Sinatra, as I think anybody in my genre probably does. And then I tried to branch out and find as many musical inspirations as possible so that I could learn more. And, and, and it hasn't been until the last little, I don't know, since I met my band, I guess that I've really developed and found that warmth that you talk about, my own style within mm-hmm. the music. Um, so it's been, a, it's been a long process, but I'm, I'm happy to say that I think I have, uh, I hope I have a unique, different way on everything. Um, it's really tough when you have such a history behind you. You want to reference it and, and pay homage to it. But I think if you want to do something important, you have to try to do something new. So that's what I'm trying to, that's what I'm trying to do. That's what we're trying to do. So that's where my sound comes in and comes from and all that kind of stuff. If that makes sense.
2: Yes, it definitely makes sense. And we're going to throw to a track now. This is 3.52 in the morning. And this is Alex Bird. The CD is called Whiskey Kisses. 3.52
1: in the morning. And the piano she wants to go home There's no one in the place And I'm just writing this song I keep trying the chords But it's coming out all around 3.52 in the morning without you 3.52 in the morning and the band have said goodbye Didn't make no money, but man, we really tried, and I sang every song with you on my mind. Three fifty two. In the morning Without you If I If I could just see you Well, one more time And if I if I could just sing you maybe That one killer line Then maybe Well just maybe The night Would be divine Oh 352 In the morning without you 52 in the morning Playing prelude to a kiss And I'm, well, I'm just thinking That there's gotta be more than this That whiskey keeps on saying there's someone I really miss. Oh, 3:52 in the morning without you. If I, if I could just see you one more time And if I, if I could just sing you Maybe the night would be divine Oh, 3.52 in the morning without you
2: This is Donna G. My guest is Alex Bird, who you just heard in 3.52 in the morning from Whiskey Kisses. So Alex, you again wrote this one with Charlie Angus. So where's the inspiration for this 3.52 in the morning? Was this when you were two years old in the bars?
0: (laughs) Yes, it might have surely been. Um, I think this one came from, uh, I mean, it's just the image of somebody sitting at that bar uh, at that time with a drink, it, it's very reminiscent of, um, you know, like one for my baby, one for the road kind of thing. Mm-hmm. But I didn't want to just record that song and do it because it's, it's been done so many different ways and, and, and iconically. So this was my way of taking all those wonderful feelings of listening to that music for the first time and trying to do my own my own thing with it but it's such a it's such a specific title too that it doesn't really need explaining i think usually when we do it at gigs i'm like here's a song called 352 in the morning that about sums it up 352 in the morning i think it's a it's something very visceral for people that they can connect to and when they hear the sounds of it it's 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 pretty personal i hope also the 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 uh, i really like the line in there about the band's gone home we didn't make any money, but we really tried. It's a it's a reality, especially when you're starting out, but just a reality for so many people. They don't do it to make money necessarily. They do it for the love of the music, but that reality is there all the time. And so we tried to take a bit of that and 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 take a bit of um, natural heartbreak. Uh, that's something everybody's experienced before. And uh, when you pair it with the right lyrics and the right music, I think it it really comes out. So I'm really happy with that track.
2: There was a short film about you. Mm-hmm. Um, that aired, uh, that screened, I should say earlier this year. Can you tell the audience about that, please?
0: Absolutely. So, um, we, uh, I, am the focus of a film called, a short film called because one day, which is a short documentary about my journey, um, being adopted from Romania, uh, trying to make it as a jazz singer in Toronto, meeting my band and, and recording the debut album, which we did at, uh, at uh, Canterbury studios uh, downtown with the masterful Jeremy Darby. Um, and, uh, it was uh, directed by a wonderful filmmaking team, a ref Mahabadi, uh, Dan Wood and Greg Frankovich. And it opened the Canadian film festival this past May. We were so excited that it got chosen. It opened up before another wonderful music- musical film called the Cuban and, uh, uh, the music in the documentary. Um, a few of the songs were songs from whiskey kisses. So it was the first time they were heard in the documentary. And, uh, uh, I was completely over the moon and surprised when all was said and done um the film festival awarded me best music out of all the films which was really really cool. Um so yeah that came out in uh, in May and um it really perfectly sums up I think everything we're trying to do. And it was filmed uh, over a period of uh, of 3 years too. 3 years. Yeah, yeah. It was, ah. it was from 2016 to 2019. So it it encompassed what we talked about earlier, me living at home. Literally, there was shots of me living at home at my parents' place. A vintage prom, which I mentioned is in it. Mm-hmm. And then meeting my band, meeting Lola. It's it's literally all in this short documentary. It's pretty crazy. Um,
2: Were you singing in your closet before COVID?
0: <laughs> yes, I was. <laughs> yes. Yes. That's exactly what I did. I, I uploaded YouTube tracks and I had a YouTube page. and i uh I had a recording set up in my closet next to my suits and and that's what i did for for a very long time. That was my training ground um but yeah that's that's what I did so now I'm in a much bigger closet
2: you know it's it's, just- it's it's interesting because I did an interview recently where people recorded in their closets with uh, towels to sort of baffle the sound mm-hmm. so uh you were ahead of your time alex
0: i was i was <laughs> i guess. Oh man, so- I hope those recordings never get out. But you know.
2: <laughs> so where does the music come in? Well, we
0: we actually do both. Yeah. So all the songs I have a uh, hand in music and lyrics. Um, so the songs with Charlie we write together, music and lyrics, and um, uh, the songs with you and Farncomb, uh, music and lyrics again. Uh, I, I I can play a bit of piano, I took piano lessons when I was a kid but I, I, I never really connected enough or practiced enough with it. Um, so when I have a song idea in my head, I map it out, lyrics, melody, certain intonations, different little band uh, riffs I want. And then I either take it to Charlie or, or, or uh, over the past little while, I've really been working with you and we have built up an amazing partnership. I sing it and then he plays it like he's played it a million times before. And we work out uh, after that certain different chords changes. He helps, you know, shape it up and then, and then we chart it and take it to the band. So I, I, I have a, a hand in both lyrics and music.
2: Bender Rhodes, how did that come in?
0: Yeah, so um, we use that on a one of my favorite tracks on the album called "Got to Run," and we also do B three on a couple of tracks. You B three on "Fire Not Warmth," but we got to the studio. I wrote this song with Ewan and Charlie called "Got to Run," and we had it was a nice moody jazz kind of uh, track. But the night before. Um, I was uh, singing in the shower where I get my best ideas. I heard this funk groove because I love jazz funk. And it, again, went back to me trying to do something new. And And the way to do that is to bring in all my influences and not just get up there and do a Fly Me to the Moon. As much as I really like Fly Me to the Moon, I, I thought I need to do something that speaks to everything I love. So went into rehearsal the next day, and uh, I said the words words jazz funk to my band. And they kind of looked at me like I was from Mars. And I explained the situation and the groove and we got into it. And then we got to the studio and, and recorded it. And uh, we did it the first way with the piano and we thought, yeah, it's a little bit. And then we looked in the corner and Jeremy Darby had this amazing vintage Rhodes look gorgeous. And Ewan sat down and started playing on it uh, in between uh, takes. And we were talking and I said, let's just use this. This is perfect. This is great. Uh, it, it's so Evocative of a different time, but at the same time, I think it it's really fresh and different. So that's what we did. Uh, it it fit perfectly with the, the the sort of funk groove that I have heard in my head, and uh, it was just one of those things that just came together on the spot. So that's that's where the 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 roads came in. And uh, again, we have B three on a couple tracks. It was just uh, an opportunity for me to try to add sounds that I thought were different from what was going on.
2: So we're going to play a bit of "Got to Run," so you can hear what Alex is talking about, and then we'll be right back. You're listening to "The More the Merrier" with Donna G on CIUT eighty nine point five FM, Alex Bird and the Jazz Mavericks. "Got to Run."
1: i've gotta run 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 disappear right out of here and run 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 you've got to help me flee before i see that sun 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 i've gotta run i've gotta run i've gotta run 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 i've gotta run 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 i've rolled that dice and paid the price of so, dun dun dun. When you've laid your hand to beat the band, you're done. Mm-hmm. I've gotta run, I've gotta run, I've gotta run, run, run. I've gotta catch that train, or maybe a plane. Cause what's been in vain, it's no fun. It will be alright once I'm out of sight And I got my ticket for one I've gotta run, run, run I love you girl, but it's a mean old world They've won, won, won I played that card, but the web's too high. They've spun, spun, spun I've gotta run, I've gotta run, I've gotta run
2: Alex Bird gotta run 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 Um, it's gonna stay definitely stay with you did you hear me (laughs) snapping as I as I said that so uh, next track I want to talk about Alex is uh, the colors of October and Mm. there's a line in it about a church in Montreal Mm. Um, was this inspired by a church in Montreal or did it just make sense lyrically
0: Lyrically, it made more sense than uh, a memory of being at a church in Montreal. But I, I've been to Montreal many times for the jazz fest and stuff like that, and and I've stayed in Montreal, especially old Montreal, has such a wonderful flavor to it. Mm-hmm. And so we we started writing the song Charlie and I, and we we had the groove. The original groove was actually inspired a lot by Amy Winehouse. Um, and then, uh, really, we to, Yeah. Yeah. There's, there's a, there's a really early demo of Charlie and I doing it. it's a little more in line with like Valerie or something like that. But um, we started writing the song and then, and then we, we tried to find where are we going to place this? Is it going to be Queens park or is it going to be, you know, Parkdale? What, where's where the song going to be? And one of the most magical romantic places I think is, is, um, you know, Montreal, old Montreal. So we set it there. Um, and uh, then when i took it to the guys we really transformed the original demo that charlie and i did i'm really really happy with um with what the my jazz mavericks did on these songs especially colors of october these the arrangements artist, yeah
2: the the arrangement on this one is fantastic yeah,
0: there's thank you there's there's that arrangement is not written out none of these arrangements are written out we have charts where it's the chords and my my vocal line and that's it what you hear was created on the spot by all of us kind of coming together and finding the sounds and there's this wonderful. So
2: so true jazz.
0: Yeah, I guess so. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I wanted to make sure that um, uh, my guys had time to do their thing as well, because the better they sound, Better makes me sound. It's really a collaborative effort, and this song in particular, I really love the, the give and take and the play. It's it's a really nice soundscape. So yeah, that's that's kind of how Colors of October came together.
2: And the song that follows that is called Now Is the Night, and I unabashedly admit that this is my favorite. I was telling um, thank you. I was telling a mutual friend Gord. Oh that- Gord, I love <laughs> Gord. Oh, that i said there's a certain tristesse to this and he goes aren't you fancy and I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> he goes why don't you just say sadness and i said because tristesse just sums it up more and since i know the word i'm going to use the word mm-hmm. um but it it there is this the sadness about it and um it's just mm. my my absolute favorite track. I picture myself in a a little club dancing with someone listening to this sad song. Mm. Um, So tell me about composing Now Is The Night.
0: Mm -hmm. That song came together. um, I was inspired by Mr. Chet Baker, Uh, his trumpet playing, obviously, but in particular, his vocals. There's such a stark, wonderful, almost off quality about uh, an emotionality under his voice at all times, such a striking different voice and so that's where I really came at from that song, um, stylistically, and uh, I was kind of uh, humming, you know, the the melody, and then I started putting the lyrics together, and then I sort of, uh, I heard the, the, one of the things I love about Now Is The Night is the drums in that, mm-hmm. so very specific. And I really didn't know musically what I was... Again, this is all in my head. And then I take it to the guys and we flesh it out. Um, but uh, apparently, according, you know, Ewan's like, you wrote a bolero. I, I, you know, I didn't even know what a bolero was. But apparently that song is a bolero. But yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm really happy that you picked that song as your favorite. I, it's uh, it's yeah. a bit of an odd song. It's different. Um, but it all came from my love of Chet Baker.
2: And that's what I love about um your cd is the fact that it throws back to a different era but it's a modern uh modern sound and Thank you. uh modern interpretation because um i can see people of all generations listening to this song to this uh cd I hope so. and and enjoying it uh, because they're going they're going to connect with you. Uh, with the songs and the mood that uh that you create
1: Well, that sky was bright and blue But harder than the skies of June And a coolness in the breeze Like a coming winter tease But you walked away instead And those colors of October Were yellow, orange and red Well that church in Montreal Rang out the stroke of twelve But like those pigeons in the square I didn't notice I didn't care Cause all the pretty And those colors of October Are yellow, orange and red Well, my friends, they like to tell me It gets easier with time But that calendar, it never changes It's that same day in my mind As you turned and walked ahead All those colors of October They were yellow, orange and red Well, that brightness in the sky Brought out The deep blue in your eyes What a summer love they say Can't keep those winter blues away Cause all the pretty leaves are dead And those colors of October are yellow Oh it's that same day in the fall, and I see you everywhere, but you're not, you're not really there, so I'll hold this dream instead, all the colors of October, all yellow To tell me it gets easier with time, but that calendar it never ever changes, cause it's that same day in my mind. As you turned and walked ahead, all those colors of October were yellow. As you turned and walked ahead All those colors of October Were yellow, orange and red They were yellow
2: 11 tracks on the CD. Pair down from what? Or were you working specifically to get 11? We,
0: we had 12. Um, there was actually uh, a medley I did, which was uh, pairing two so I worked on the arrangement with you and it was pairing two songs. My Love of Frank Sinatra and Bobby Darin. Um, uh, it was, uh, uh w- the song once upon a time with the song, a lovely way to spend an evening. And we went into the studio and we did that and we had a really nice version, but I, I wasn't quite happy with, it wasn't what I wanted it to be. And so I said, you know what, this is a wonderful idea. I really like the arrangement. I would love to revisit this at another time. And so right down to the wire, when we kind of have to put it all together, I said, let's leave it off. I'm-, I'm happy to leave it off and and come back to it at another time. Uh, and then it gave me the the opportunity to have an album that was just all original, um, which I didn't expect to do. It wasn't the goal in the first place. Um, really? Yeah, it was, you know, especially before I started writing music, I wanted to make an album so bad, but it was going to be me doing my version of, you know, all the songs that have have already been done. and I'm always going to sing those songs. Uh, You come to my show, I throw in. um, We have a lot of, most of our show is made up of originals now, and then we have some choice standards. So it gives me an opportunity to go, and now we're going to do a song called Polka Dots and Moonbeams, and this is why it's important. And then it kind of stands out a little bit more, rather than just a whole set of, all these wonderful old songs, but yeah. So, so it evolved with the songwriting and all that kind of stuff coming together, and then the album became sort of more my own. So yeah, originally twelve tracks with that with that arrangement that I hope to do it another time. But I still think with the eleven, I've managed to have something that's my own, but at the same time, as you mentioned, harkens back and and really, as best I can, say thank you uh, to everything that has gotten me to this point.
2: Yeah, when I opened up the CD, um, to, a couple of things that I noticed. A that uh, it was all it, there, there weren't any covers, and B something that I am missing, Alex, that I hope you put into the next mm-hmm. CD liner notes. Yes, that
0: was a that was a a, a bit of a money issue. Uh, I, I wanted to of, do of this course, whole spread, of course, but yeah, but um, yeah, the I think in the inside it's just the tracks and the songwriters, and that's kind of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, I I actually have. Plans for the the second album. We're hoping to go into the studio next year and do it and release it. Um, and I have all that stuff. I'm going to hit that note for you, I promise.
2: Okay. I promise. Um, I understood. Um, I thought, oh, okay, this is probably a, a budget issue because yeah. this is your first CD. It's uh, music- it was. Musicians are not rich.
0: No, this was independent. <laughs> we only had three days in studio, not a lot of money. So we, we had to do the, the, the a lot in a short amount of time.
2: Right. And you have to focus on the music.
0: Exactly. Um,
2: so I definitely understand. But uh, next CD and moving forward, always Niner Notes.
0: <laughs> I promise. I promise. I'll dedicate it to you. <laughs> Thank you. You're welcome.
2: So speaking of dedication, the CD is dedicated to your darling Lola. Yes. And I understand the way she moves is a track that uh, you dedicate to her yeah
0: she's she is a strong confident groovy lady i love her so much um and she's a big part of the confidence that i've been able to uh get um developing and exploring um my music um so yeah this this song was inspired by her and 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 uh also um Musically speaking, another inspiration on this song, too, in addition to her, uh, is inspired by Mr. Tom Jones, who I love so much. He's one of my favorite artists, and he has such a soulful, wonderful, uh, groovy sound. So that was inspired musically um, as well. But yeah, the whole album is dedicated to her she's uh she's my darling lola
2: well, i love the couple of references that you have in the way she moves um dorsey's clear blue sky and uh <laughs> beyond the sea who is that yeah <laughs> yes mr bd
0: thank you for noticing
2: bobby yeah. darren he's one yeah. of my favorites yeah. so i picked up on that for sure that,
0: and the girl with faraway eyes is is uh rolling stones reference So there you go. There you go.
2: Yeah. Okay.
0: (laughs) Again, not just jazz. I have so many different things that I love.
1: The way she moves through gridlocked streets Like an angel's grace has kissed her feet Like a bird that's broken free The way she moves, she moves me The way she moves, she moves She moves and flips her hair like a silent dancer in the midnight square The song she's hearing sets her free The way she moves she moves me The way she moves she moves me She's the girl with faraway eyes She's like Darcy's clear blue sky She's somewhere beyond the sea The way she moves, she moves the way.
2: To the More Than Mary with Donna G, special guest Alex Bird. I told Alex um, when I listened to the song, um, The Way She Moves, um, I had a couple of women in mind for this. And the two women that came to my mind when listening to this song are Kim Novak Mm. and Ertha Kitt.
0: Nice. Oh.
2: I, Glorious choices. <laughs> Kim Novak. I first of all, I love her eyes and her eyebrows, and I love the way she moves. Mm-hmm. She always moves very slowly. Yes. And uh, you you can't take your eyes off her. No. No. And at all. and Eartha Kitt. You know, being an actress and a dancer, and mm-hmm. you know, I also heard that purring sound when I listened yes, to, this, yeah, to the totally. track. So those are the women that I. um that I attribute to the way she moves. Perfect I, choices. Yeah. Whiskey Kisses is the name of the CD that we were talking about, but it's also a track on the CD. Now, why did you choose Whiskey Kisses to be the last track, Alex?
0: I wanted to end the album on, because the album is full of so many different sounds and, and, and tempos, but I wanted to end it on something that just takes everybody down to something they can relate to, but at the same time is a bit hopeful. And... Um, this track was inspired again by my darling Lola, but uh, uh, musically from uh, like uh, Chris Kristofferson, uh, like a "Help Me Make It Through the Night," or um, you know, uh, "I'll Be Your Baby Tonight," uh, you know, Bob Dylan. Uh, just those images of two people who've come together and been through so much, and it's not always easy, but they know that they'll always get through it together, and uh, don't know what tomorrow is going to bring. But for tonight, there's an opportunity to come together and really reflect on what they've been through. So whiskey kisses, um, without getting too much into it, is, you know, uh, I've had a couple of whiskey kisses in my day. Uh, uh, And and, uh, the ones I remember uh, are the ones with my darling Lola. So it was a phrase that we uh, came up with Uh, personally together and then I I wrote a a poem um, maybe back in uh, 2018 2019 ish maybe a bit before that but it was entitled whiskey kisses and it was me exploring the ideas of those wonderful thoughts and feelings I was up here at the house in Cobalt and I, I was going back to that image of whiskey kisses and I said I need to write a song called whiskey kisses I think that would be really cool I really like that title and I went upstairs and I was looking out the window at the the wonderful um, Northern Expanse. And uh, it was, I don't know, maybe eight o'clock, sun was down, stars were coming out. I had a glass of whiskey in my hand and I just closed my eyes and I thought I need to I need to hear it. And the, the first verse came out of me just immediately, word for word with the melody at the same time. And I thought this is a pretty perfect way to end the album because it's a, a special song that sort of encapsulates um, who I am as a person, very romantic and melancholy, uh, but also um, the hopefulness that I have for for lovers of all kinds all over the world. And that's who the song is also, not just for Lola, but for lovers everywhere, especially now. Um, so that's why I wanted to wrap up the album with a special song entitled Whiskey Kisses.
2: Interesting. Um- I had a different interpretation as to why you ended with that. Oh,
0: yes, please, please go and for it. And
2: I thought you ended with it because it's such a melange of your sound. Mm. Um, because it's a little jazzy, it's a little bluesy, it's a little wee bit country.
0: Yes, yeah, the, the country flavors came in. That, yeah. yeah, that was definitely musically inspired.
2: Yeah, so I thought, okay, he's going to end the album with this. And he's doing the opposite of what most people do. Instead of starting with the the... You know, this the title track yeah, yeah. of the CD. He's done mm-hmm. the opposite. But your darling Lola is on the cover of this CD with you. Um, she is. so and
0: on the inside cover with our uh, Bob Dylan inspired freewheeling shot,
2: right. So were you actually in the snow or is this post-production snow?
0: That is real snow. Yeah, okay. we, we we actually uh, so a ref uh, Mahabadi, the director and my buddy of uh, because one day we shot all the album title stuff at the same time we were shooting the documentary. So it just perfectly paired that way that we had all this wonderful equipment, and he's like, "Let's just shoot your album stuff for you while we're doing this." So I'm 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 forever grateful for him and uh, and uh, my buddy Zoran put together the the titles. He's a wonderful, wonderful uh, artist. Uh, he's on Instagram, designer Zoran. He's fantastic. So, yeah, everything, everything really came together. And I think the the track finishes it off in in the way that i I would want to finish something off.
2: From six weeks old in Romania to now this uh, uh, what a wonderful journey you're on, Alex Bird.
0: Pretty darn lucky.
2: So, tell people how they can get this CD and how they can find you.
0: Yes, uh, searching Alex Bird. I, d- I don't think there's too many others doing what I'm doing. So, that'll be a good start. <laughs> uh, but also um, on my band camp, Alex Bird find it pretty easy. We have uh, hard copy CDs of the album and then it's av- available digitally everywhere else. iTunes, Spotify, Amazon, whatever you use to find music, you'll find us there, Alex Bird and the Jazz Mavericks.
2: And we'll end now with uh, Whiskey Kisses and Alex Bird, thank you so much for joining. Thank you today. so much
0: for having me today. It really means a lot, especially during these times.
2: You're more than welcome.
1: tonight We've been here before Our lips have never lied With each and every pore Sweeter than the last won't you hold me fast it will always be like this is with your whiskey kisses all the mistakes I made all of my regrets I can throw them away But with you I can't forget If I had all the money And I had all the wishes I would give it to With these whiskey kisses Whiskey kisses Let me hold you tight Close your eyes, my dear Greater than the last Won't you hold me fast It will always be like this is With your whiskey kisses Whiskey kisses hold you tight close your eyes my dear Let me hold you tight Close your eyes, my dear